In recent years, we've witnessed what's been dubbed the stabilization of Judaism. People prefer to daven at homes or in small groups than daven in shul. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Today we are on page 29, Daf Chavtes of Tractate Megillah. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we examine what's so special about a shul. A shul is so much more than just a place to daven. A shul is a community. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Our sages tell us that if you never witnessed the ancient great synagogue of Alexandria, you never saw the glory of Israel. Its structure was like a grand basilica, boasting a colonnade within a colonnade. At times there were over a million people in attendance, twice the number of those that left Egypt. The sanctuary contained 71 golden chairs corresponding to the 71 members of the great Sanhedrin, each of which consisted of no less than 21,000 talents of gold. In the center of the shul, there was a wooden platform. The shamus would stand on it with a scarf in his hand. Because the shul was so large that people couldn't always hear the chazan, when he reached the conclusion of a bracha, the shamus waved a scarf and all the people would answer amen. But it was so much more than just a place to pray. The members of the various crafts would sit together, the goldsmiths would sit with themselves, the silversmiths among themselves, the blacksmiths amongst themselves, the coppersmiths amongst themselves, and the weavers amongst themselves. When a new person arrived, he would recognize people who plied his craft and he would join them in their section. And from there, he'd be able to secure his Parnas, his livelihood, as well as the Parnas of the members of his household and his colleagues would help him find work in the business. Says the Gemara, Rava expounded, What is the meaning of Lord, you have been our dwelling place? This is referring to the Shul and Beit Midrash. Abaya said, initially I used to learn Torah in my home and David in Shul. But once I heard that which David said, Lord, I love that habitation of your house, I would always learn Torah in Shul. It is taught, Rabbi Lazar Kapar says, in the future the Shuls and Bate Midrash in Babylonia will be re-established in Eretz Yisrael, as it states, surely like Tavor among the mountains and like Caramel by the sea, so shall they come. And these matters are inferred through an a fortiori argument, just as Tavor and Carmel, which came only momentarily to study Torah at Sinai, were relocated and established in Israel in reward for their actions, all the more so should the shuls and study halls in which the Torah is read and disseminated be relocated in the Messianic era. Let's analyze the Gemara. Why Davin and Shul? Isn't Hashem everywhere? He's available, and he can be encountered whether you're at home or at an office mincha minion or in your neighbor's garden minion. But a shul's not just a place to daven. As Abaya discovers in our Gemara, the shul's the earthly abode of the Almighty. That might be difficult to comprehend. After all, why would Hashem need a physical dwelling place? Truth is, he doesn't. But following the sin of the golden calf, he noted our need for a tangible locus of, pl- of prayer and he instructed us to build a tabernacle. With the destruction of the Holy Temple, our shuls were imbued with a ray of its former sanctity. This sanctity has profound ramifications. A shul may not be sold for mundane purposes. One may not use the shul as a shortcut. There are various halachas and minhagim concerning the proper design of a shul, such as the need to place the bimah in the center or the specific measurement of the mechitza. The halachas of an ad hoc minion are far more flexible because the venue lacks the kedusha space mikdash ma'at, the sanctity of the miniature temple, manifest in a shul. 
and then there are countless intangibles and outgrowths of shul life. The great synagogue of Alexandria offers the example of professional networking that synagogue communities offer. Of course, that's not the primary purpose of a shul, but something magical happens when we gather together in a central location to worship our Father in Heaven. In the words of Shlomo Melech, Barov Am Hadras Melech, we glorify the king when we gather together as a multitude of people. Yes, you can daven anywhere, but Shulai provides so much more than just a place to daven. In the prayer we recite each Shabbos before Musaf, we declare, May he who blessed our forefathers, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, bless this entire holy congregation, along with all the other holy congregations, them, their wives, their sons and daughters, and all that's theirs. May he bless those who designate synagogues for prayer, and those who come there to pray, those who provide lamps for light and wine for Kiddush and Abdullah, food for visitors and charity for the poor, and all who faithfully occupy themselves with the needs of the community. May the Holy One bless me, give them reward, may he remove them from them all illness, grant them complete healing and forgive their sins. May he send blessing and success to all the works of their hands, together with all Israel their brethren, and let us say Amen. Listen to all the details covered in this prayer. When I hear the blessings we request for the men, women, sons and daughters, I picture a community replete with davening and learning opportunities for men and women, youth and children's services. When I hear the blessings we ask for those providing light, wine, food and charity, I picture a community that incorporates active chesed initiatives. All of these elements are integral to shul life. A shul isn't just a minion in a fancy building, it's the foundation of Jewish life. And finally, Rabbi Laza Akapar's prophecy regarding the future of our shuls should seal the deal when we're contemplating where to daven. When Mashiach comes, all our shuls will be transported to Yerushalayim. May you make yourself at home in the shul of Beis Medrash now and for all eternity, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Dafyomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Dafyomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.